Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Jay here for Stratford Paddock. This is the Tier 1 Transfer Podcast. Joining me, as always, is my co-host, Ronaldo Brown. You all right? <laughs> <laughs> Quick intro. Always all right. <laughs> always all right. And joining us, we've got a very special guest today, Mr. Here We Go himself, uh, Fabrizio Romano. Fabrizio, thanks for coming back on the channel. Hello, guys. Big pleasure to be with you. And thank you for the invitation, as always. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. It seems uh, the, the summer transfer window was only last week, and we're here again. Um, the big sort of news at the time recording this was um, Ahmad Diallo. That's been confirmed. His signing's been confirmed by the club. Do you think he's got a big part to play for on the Gunnar Solskjaer this season? Or do you think he's just going to be sort of on the fringes of the squad? I think he's not ready to be immediately part of the top players of Manchester United, so of the top team. So I expect like some weeks or months to adapt to a new football because we have to remember that here in Serie A, Ahmad was playing just like um, 60 or 70 minutes in Serie A with Atalanta. He was playing also sometimes in the Champions League, but although really it was slow, slow minutes, so it was not so easy for him to find space. That's why uh, he wanted to leave immediately. Also, if Atalanta were trying to keep him till the end of the season, so it was a particular situation with the manager of Atalanta, Gasperini, trying to speak with him to ask him to stay till the end of the season because Atalanta will lose Papa Gomez this January. He will leave the club. So they said, come on, come on you can stay here you can play here but he wanted to go immediately to Manchester United and as I told you I expect him to need like two or three months I don't know obviously it depends by Solskjaer but some months to be ready for the first team but the player has really amazing skills he is so talented he's a serious guy and this is so important when you sign a young talent today finding also a good guy not just a good player so as per Pellistri I would say that also Diallo is really an interesting business for Manchester United good deal I mean, the question everyone will have is, do you expect him to be the only signing Manchester United make this summer, uh, this January even? Or do you think there could be more additions to the squad? 
It's possible, just because it's possible that he will be the only one. Uh, just because we are in a difficult situation today, I was listening on what Jurgen Klopp said for Liverpool, and it's the same for Manchester City, and it's the same for Chelsea, and for European clubs in general like Real Madrid, Barcelona, Juventus, Inter. They are not doing anything big because in this moment clubs are in difficult situation. Top clubs are in difficult situation because they are losing money, like week by week, because of the stadium merchandising and everything. So today, like going to spend like 40 or 50 or 60 million euro on a single player right now in January. I see it so difficult. So if they have a good opportunity as young players, as Caicedo or other kind of opportunities, for sure Manchester United will consider to move for this kind of players. But looking at players like we were discussing last summer, like Jadon Sancho or this kind of players, they are not going anywhere this January just because it's really impossible to do this kind of business in the middle of the season. Next summer will be another moment and we hope to be in a normal situation, not just in football, but all over the world and to, 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 to change the situation also on the transfer market. All right, Fabrizio. So you just mentioned uh, Moses Caicedo. Is there anything more that you can tell us about that deal? Is that a transfer that you see possibly happening this January? Yes, it's a particular situation, the one of Caicedo, just because Manchester United are in contact with his agents, the family, the player, by many weeks, so they feel like they control the situation, you know. Um, obviously, control is meaning like, okay, we're ready. If we want to sign Caicedo, we can do it by economical part and also by the agreement with the player, because Caicedo would love to join Manchester United, his idol is Valencia, so, you know, he has a special relationship with the club as a fan too, so he would love to join Manchester United. But we have to say that at the moment, Manchester United are still waiting. This is because of the work permit. It can be an issue, so they have to understand if they can sign him immediately or not. Also by the paper, paperwork side. And also they are considering, if, because of the budget of the strategy, if going to spend again money on a young talent after Diallo, after Pellistri, another one to add to the team, or going for a different business this January. So they're going to decide soon. In some weeks, they are still in contact with the agents, but it's not a done deal. It's not a done deal. It's not signed yet, also because other clubs, not just English clubs, but also from Italy and from other countries, they are talking with the agent of Caicedo, and they are told, okay, till Manchester United doesn't close the deal, we are still open to talk. So the situation is absolutely open. The race is open. And let's see what Manchester United will decide. But they were first on Caicedo, so it's up to Manchester United. Do you think, Fabrizio, the fact that United are at the top of the table, sort of at the moment, challenging for the title, do you think that changes anything for Manchester United? Do you think that maybe that can make the board think, OK, maybe if we spend a bit of money this January, we've got a good chance of winning the title? Or do you think things, because of what, what you've said, with the situation with the pandemic and all the other stuff, that we're just going to have to be a little bit more patient? I would say that you have to be patient just because, as I said, it will be a market in general for Manchester United and also for other clubs of opportunities. I would say that, for example, I mentioned one player that Manchester United appreciate, like many other clubs, like Upamecano, for sure he's an amazing centre-back, but signing him today for 60, 70 million euro is something impossible, when next summer you can sign him for 40 million euro with the release close. So, I say opportunity, like saying, okay, if there is some good player available for good price, for sure, Manchester United will be ready to, to try to understand the situation. But if it's not the case, and this market is really difficult, and it's the same for Liverpool, as I said, because of the centre-backs, you know, it's the same target, but also they were trying for, to sign some player, and it's not easy today to go for this kind of, of, of deal. So I think 
you need to be patient. And if some opportunities will arrive, I think it will be in the second part of January. So we need to wait like one week to understand what's going on. But for sure, if something will arrive, Manchester United will be ready. But at the moment, they are happy with the team, obviously looking at next summer because they will need something important next summer to, to change. So I guess it's a bit of a it's a bit of a waiting game, but Max Ahrens is another player that's been linked with United recently. Is that a deal that you potentially see happening this window? Is that one that would have to possibly wait till the summer? Oh yes, yes, he's, he's so appreciated. He's so appreciated by the board of Manchester United. Uh, they were scouting him by many months, many years. So he's considered the good right back for sure. He's in the list of the names. I think it's not easy in January. So at the moment, uh, also because of the price, as we said many times, for other players, the same for Max Aarons. So it's not easy to go today spending money to send him immediately from Norwich. But for sure, if Manchester United will have an opportunity now or next summer, he will be one of the possible targets that are back. But we have to mention also that one Bissaka is having a good period right now. He's doing so well, so they are happy with him in this moment. And next summer, they will have also a situation of Diogo Dalot with AC Milan to understand if they will have him back, if AC Milan will try to, to sign him on a permanent deal. So also Diogo Dalot will affect the future of, of Max Sarans in related to Manchester United for sure. Yeah, we've asked you a few questions about potential incomings at United, but we've also got to ask you about potential outgoings. You've got the likes of Phil Jones, um, Lingard and Marcus Rojo still on the payroll at the moment. Do you see any potentially outgoings coming on in a January transfer window? Yes, uh, I would say between these names, I would say the most likely would be Marcos Rojo, just because the player would love to come back to the South America, play in the Copa Libertadores. Obviously, he's not played with Manchester United, so he wants to try something new to buy back in his in his country with, with Argentina, probably with Borja Juniors. So it's a good opportunity for him. At the moment, Manchester United have not received anything by, by, by Boca Juniors, so it's not easy today to say, OK, there are negotiations, just because Manchester United are still waiting. They know that the player would love to join Boca Juniors, he would love to be back in Argentina, but obviously they expect for a formal bid for something official from Boca Juniors. What I want to tell you is that obviously Marcos Rojo, Lingard and many other names, selling player in this market is so important. Also loan out player if you need, but selling player is so important because only selling players, you can sign new ones. Look at what Arsenal are doing with Kolasinac, with Saliba. Next ones will be like Ozil. This kind of players, Socrates, selling players is so important to go for new one. So also for Manchester United, it's absolutely the same, the same strategy and also what Real Madrid are doing. They need to sell players because of balance. In this moment, the balance is so important after this pandemic situation and it's going to be crazy for big clubs like Manchester United. You talk about sort of the balance and do you see a loan moves, loan moves happening for some players because the likes of Brandon Williams, even Dan James has been sort of rumoured to be linked with a, a loan move. Do you, do you think that that could be an option for some of these players and that something that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer could be looking at? Yes, could be an option. I think, yes, as you said, in this moment, loan deals are like important just because the clubs are not going to spend like 20 or 30 million euros as we mentioned for Manchester United it's, it's the same for many other clubs so for example I was today really surprised to see Haller joining Ajax for 25 million euros in this moment is really a big deal so you have something like surprise when you have this kind of deals it's not easy so loan deals will be the key in this market also for players like him uh, you mentioned James but also many other players can have this kind of opportunity I think they won't accept and when I mentioned they I say Manchester United, they won't accept immediately this kind of deals because they want to wait. If they don't have any injury or any problems with their players, they will wait till the end 
of this market like the last week and then they will decide if loan out some players or not because like loaning out today james for example and then you have an injury or some other situation with other player and other issues it will be a problem so at the moment they are just waiting but they know that players like james are actually on loan so they will have for sure some opportunity and they will decide at the end of the market so i think we have to be patient for one or two weeks more and then we will have the real market because at the moment it's just strategy but not just for manchester united you can see all top clubs they are doing nothing on the market on the market right now they are preparing for the last weeks and we have to be ready because for sure something is going on there's there's been a lot of talk about donny van der beek not getting enough minutes this season do you think there's any truth to the rumors that he might potentially be regretting his move to united this season I think the, he's not regretting anything because he's happy with the club, he's happy with the atmosphere, he's happy with the Premier League and many things. So uh, Donny is a respectful guy, but when I'm told is that uh, he's been always respectful also with the manager, with the teammates. He would never go to talk with the manager and saying, uh, I want to play, I need more space, just because he's respectful with the team. Obviously, he was expecting something different. And to be honest, also in my opinion, uh, he's an amazing player. So when Manchester United signed him, I was sure that he was a starter, that he was going to be a starter. And he's not playing. So I was really surprised. He's not regretting anything, but for sure he's had something different for the second part of the season. So also with the Europa League and more in the Premier League, he needs to play, he wants to play, but it's up to Manchester United to decide about him because you can't keep this kind of player on the bench. So also next summer we know we'll have the situation of Pogba, we're going to talk about him, but also the future of Pogba can affect the future of Van de Beek if they're going to sell Pogba next summer as we expect and they can keep Van de Beek as the next starter. So it's also in this case a part of the strategy, but the player is not regretting anything. He was expecting something different, but it's been so, so respectful. You mentioned there Paul Pogba, um, and you know, obviously we know that the, the sort of logic is that he's going to go in the summer. Do you think there's any room for manoeuvre? Do you think that he could have a change of heart or the club could convince him to stay if something happens during the season? I see, really, to be honest, really difficult and this kind of uh, a future for Pogba. I think he wants to leave and Mino Raiola wants him to leave the club. So, you know, that Mino Raiola, with his style, when he wants something, he will go to make a war to, to, to do what he wants. So, for sure, he will try next summer to, to change for Pogba. As we always say in this moment, in January, it's impossible to go with 100 million euros and signing Pogba for Juventus or Paris Saint-Germain or, or Real Madrid. So, at the moment, no. But for next summer... I think it's really, really difficult to change the situation. Then never say never in football, eh? obviously, because I'm not working for Manchester United, unfortunately. So I can't say what is going on. But for sure, in this moment, I see it really, really difficult also because the player wants something new. He wants a new league or probably to be back in Serie A if he will join Juventus or not, we will see. But he wants something new. So And Minoraiola wants to change the situation because they were expecting something different by the experience for Pogba back at Manchester United. Uh, so let's see because you never can you can never say never in football and in transfer market in particular but he wants to leave so what we can say is that i think next summer Pogba will leave manchester united we'll have to wait and see but speaking of the summer do you think united will go again for Jalen sancho and this time will we actually get the deal done Probably. I would say yes. It's just an opinion. It's not the news, obviously, because we're in January and we need to wait like two or three months to understand what will be the strategy for next season and see the manager and everything. So we need to wait a bit. But for sure, Jadon Sancho had an agreement with Manchester United. I was so happy this week when finally someone from Borussia Dortmund, in this case, it was Vasquez, the CEO of the club, he said that 
uh, Jadon was ready to join Manchester United and for many times people around the club, both Borussia Dortmund and Manchester United, they were saying there is no agreement, nothing has been done with the player and it was not true because Jadon wanted to join Manchester United, he was ready to sign and he was also a bit disappointed when the deal was not going to be completed because he was expecting to join Manchester United this summer. Then he's been respectful with, with Borussia Dortmund, he was not going to, to strike with the club, so He's been really respectful, but he was hoping to join Manchester United. So that's why I say I expect next summer Manchester United to try again. Also because they had the chance to spend like 70, 80 million euro for Usman Dembele from Barcelona. And they always said, we want him on loan. And so this kind of strategy would say, okay, I'm saving money to try again for Jadon Sancho next summer. This is my opinion, obviously not the news, just because as I told you, to understand when you want to sign a 100 million player, then we will see if it will be 100 or 120, it will be up to Manchester, to Borussia Dortmund and Manchester United. But when you want to sign a top star, you have to go with a precise strategy. So the manager will be convinced. Uh, also the club, obviously, the board, uh, also what we're going to do also by the tactical side. So they will decide like in March, in April, and they will start the race again. But what I would say is that they have the agreement to the player by one year. So for sure, they can try again. I expect Manchester United to try again for Jadon Sancho. I don't expect Manchester United to be alone on Jadon Sancho as this summer was happening and they didn't sign him. Next summer, with this kind of player on the market, I expect also other clubs to try for him. Do you believe there's any truth to the rumours that United, obviously because Jadon Sancho is a slight dip in form this season, that United may actually prefer to have a go at trying to sign Erling Haaland instead of Jadon Sancho this summer? Could you see that happening? Possible, possible, because everything can change, change in football. So as we always said, it's a, it's, it's a matter of strategy. They will decide soon, not right now, but for sure, Jadot Sancho is always in the list for Manchester United. So we can't say that they said, okay, we don't want Sancho. It's not like this. They are still thinking to Jadon Sancho, but for sure, Holland is an appreciated player by the club and obviously by Solskjaer, you know, better than me. So uh, for sure, they are in the list, but in this moment, it's impossible to sign both, both players. So... Absolutely. Uh, about Holland, what I want to mention is remember that his release clause is not valid next summer, but on the other one. So you need to wait one year enough to have the release clause for Jordan Sand for um, Erling Holland for 75 million euro. So I think it's possible that Borussia Dortmund, as strategy, would say let's sell Sancho this summer and Holland the next one. So this is my opinion. Eh? Obviously, I'm not talking about anything confirmed just because we're in January and tomorrow morning, if a club will arrive with 150 million euro, they sell Holland. So this is part of football. But uh, as strategy, this is what Borussia Dortmund always do. So I expect Sancho is most likely to leave the club next summer more than obviously in Erling Holland. You said that, you know, other clubs can get in, could get involved in a the, the race for Jadon Sancho next summer. Do you think that maybe other Premier League clubs, I mean, he's been linked sort of loosely with the likes of Chelsea, maybe even Liverpool could start looking at him again in the summer? Yes, yes, I expect Premier League clubs, but not just from the Premier League. You know, when you have this kind of player, also Bundesliga and La Liga clubs can look at him. For example, I'm thinking to La Liga clubs, they need to bring, uh, obviously, we're talking about top clubs like Barcelona and Madrid, Atletico Madrid, they need to bring some young, new player, and Sancho is perfect, so La Liga, but also here in the Serie A, probably look at Juventus, they spent 65 million euros for Federico Chiesa, so they have money to try. Obviously, Sancho is a different situation, is 120 million euros, we know so well, so you pay or you don't have the player with the mentality of Borussia Dortmund. But yes, Premier League clubs, but also from other countries, they can try for Jadon Sancho. But having the agreement with the player made by many months for Manchester United is 
a good situation to start. So it's obviously up to the club to decide if going for him again, spending 120 million euro, what will be the price next summer? We don't know. Everything can happen. So at the moment, yes, I would say that the race is absolutely open because also not joining Manchester United immediately last summer for Jadon Sancho was a bit disappointing, as I, as I told you. And we're looking at him. Now he's back at his, his best level in Bundesliga. So finally he's coming back. But the first month have, haven't been so easy for Gerard Sancho. He was thinking to Manchester United. So it's up to the club. We will see. Many United fans is someone would love to see another player in a United shirt, and that's Jack Grealish. With obviously you mentioning that there could be a lot of stiff competition in the summer in terms of trying to sign Jadon Sancho. Do you think Jack Grealish could end up being an expensive alternative? I think it will be another big race. I think it will be a big race. And talking about it today um, is saying th something that is not advanced just because for sure Manchester United love Grealish, for sure Manchester City too, and many other clubs also outside from Premier League, but obviously he's a singles player, so he will have to stay in Premier League. But yes, it will be a big race. For, for Jack Lirish. Uh, it's not decided yet. I think I think it's really difficult. It will depend also by the, the, the COVID impact, the, the pandemic impact uh, for the top class. Because if next summer we will be back in a normal or close to normal situation, for sure we can think to try big clubs, to, to look big clubs, to, to try for many big deals. If we are still in this situation with the stadium closed, without any merchandising, with the big clubs in a difficult situation, signing both Grealish and Sancho, I think, is really, really difficult. I can't say impossible because I'm not the owner of Manchester United, but it's really, really difficult to go for two players of this level. So Manchester United will have to decide if doing a big signing with Grealish, with Sancho, with Holland or other players we don't know in this moment because we're in January and they will decide, as I said, in March and April, also to understand what's going on with the Premier League. If they win the Premier League, is a different situation if they arrive fourth or in another position. So also being in the Champions League, you know, better than me, is so important for the clubs today. Be out for the Champions League is terrible for the balance, as we said. So many things will change in the next months, and it will be key to understand if Manchester United will go for Sancho, for Holland, for Grealish, for no one and the other one. So we will see. A name that's been sort of constantly linked to Manchester United over the past sort of six months, especially, is Dale Pumacano. Do you, do you think that could be something that the club pursue again, that, that signing in the summer? Because obviously, you know, he was linked with us in the past, but we know that that didn't happen. Do you think they could go again and maybe try and get him this summer? I think yes, uh, for sure he's in the list. Uh, Manchester United have as top clubs, uh, they always do. They have a list with many names, uh, scouted and monitored and in talks with the agents. And for sure, Pamecano is appreciated by Manchester United, also by Bayern Munich. Also, other clubs are keeping tables about him just because he's an amazing centre-back. And their list close for €42 million Euro next summer, in my opinion, is an enormous opportunity in this moment. Finding centre-backs in the market is so difficult. So also going for Mecano for 42 million euros is an amazing opportunity. And also Leipzig are preparing for a new centre-back next summer. It will be that it will mean that the player will leave. So they are going to try for Simakan, for example, as a centre-back. So they are already working right now to sign a new centre-back for next summer. So that's why I expect Pamecano to leave and for sure Manchester United are interested. As we mentioned for Sancho, they have to decide as a strategy what kind of centre-back we need. So that's what Manchester United will do. I expect them to sign a new centre-back next summer. Yes, Upamecano is in the list. Yes, 
it will be signed, I don't know, just because it will be erased also with the player. When you have the release clause, you have to find agreement on the personal terms with the player. And Bayern Munich, when players come from the German football, they are always trying to get these kind of players. So they're interested, but we have also other clubs interested. Manchester United are among the clubs that are talking with people around the player. So Upamecano, for sure, is a big opportunity and Manchester United will be interested for next summer. We will see if they will start talks. Because obviously we've got centre-backs at Manchester United, we've got quite a lot. But So if we are going to buy someone, you'd expect someone like an Upamecano who can come straight into the team. It certainly seems to fit that idea of, rather than buying a youngster who may not be ready, of buying a young defender who can come straight into the team, probably alongside Harry Maguire. Also, also, it's absolutely right what are you saying. You have a lot of centre-backs, but probably someone like a young player would be also interesting. And Manchester United are working with a different strategy of young players. You know, uh, since last summer, uh, signing Pellistri and signing Amadiallo, I still remember when I was talking with people from Atalanta about Diallo and when they know about the situation of Manchester United ready to make a bid for 25 million euros with 15 million euros add-ons, it was like they were really surprised because they said, well, also this kind of top clubs, uh, it's difficult that although they were expecting Juventus to move for Diallo and not uh, Manchester United or Manchester City or Barcelona just because he was playing in Italy, obviously. So Manchester United are going for young players. They are trying to find the new talents of the future in this moment of the market. Going for this kind of targets is so important where you can't spend 150 million euros today because of the pandemic situation. So also for the centre-back, it's possible that they are scouting some other centre-back we haven't mentioned just because they are keeping it secret like they did for Diallo. It was totally secret till the last weeks of the window. So also with the situation of Pallistri was so similar. They arrived at the end of the, of the window and they signed him. So pay attention to Manchester United also by the side because if they will not go for Pamecano, it's possible they will go for a young one with a different situation, a different price, obviously. Oh, we'll have to see, but... With the Premier League being so tight as it is, especially at the top, do you expect any of United's rivals to potentially go big in this window? Because you said there's a little bit of uncertainty because of the, um, the corona effect and how it's kind of affected clubs' finances. But do you still believe that there might be a possibility that one of the rivals does take a bit of a plunge and try and see if they can actually turn their season around or make a good push for the title? I'm sure that Manchester United will be ready for the opportunities. I say that because just this is a market of opportunities. So if some clubs in the last weeks will change their position or their players, for sure, for example, okay, allowing for a loan or for a swap deal or something like this, for sure, Manchester United will be ready. But at the moment, also having this kind of atmosphere around the club, around the team, around the manager, because you know better than me, but you had difficult weeks with Solskjaer, with the fans against him, uh, always when they had the problems in the Champions League, going out from the Champions League was a difficult moment for him. But the club were always with the manager, always backing the manager, always planning the future with the manager. Always, Also when there were rumours about new managers, Pochettino, Allegri, Amor, they always mentioned to the agents around the club, the future of the club will be Solskjaer. We are with him. Also in January, the market could be with Solskjaer to decide. So what I say is some opportunity will arrive. Okay, Manchester United will be ready. If the situation will stay like this, that also top clubs, they want to do easy deals for their top players. Also, if they are not playing, I think Manchester United can stay with this team because they are happy with the atmosphere. As you say, they are top of the league, so they are ready to fight, to try, and they have 
really amazing players that are performing like Bruno or like Rashford or like Martial and more. So they are happy with the team right now. If some opportunity will arrive, I expect Manchester United to try. If not, they're happy. And it's the same for Liverpool and it's the same for Chelsea and it's the same for many clubs apart of Arsenal. They had a bad start of season, obviously. But you are not the only one. That's what I want to tell you. Just because it's the same here in Italy with Inter, with Juventus, with Barcelona and Real Madrid in Spain. So it's a big trouble, this market, because it's really, really difficult. Do you think there's been a slight change, Fabrizio, in strategy at Manchester United? Because you mentioned in there about Diallo, Palestri, um, we've been linked with Casado. You know, we're linked with quite a lot of young players where in previous managers, under previous managers, especially Jose Mourinho, that was never the case. Do you think there might be a slight change at United where we are looking more at younger players who are going to be ready for the future rather than just the big signings? Yes, I think it's part of, of the moment because we are in a difficult moment, as we said, with the pandemic. So you can't spend big money on rated players. Or you can do it one or two times per year, but you can't go for five or six big signings as Chelsea did, but they were coming from a different situation, you know, this summer, obviously. So in this moment, it's so, so difficult to go for these kind of players. And that's why Manchester United are going with this kind of strategy. They are convinced that signing this kind of player for a good price today could be a smart strategy to sell this player in the future or to having this player parts of the future of the club. Obviously, it will depend by them. But for sure, they are convinced that this kind of strategy, like spending 50 million euro and you sign Diallo, Pelistri, and also Caicedo. I don't know if they will sign him or not, but he's on the list for sure. So with 50 million euro, you can sign three good young players ready to be part of the future of the club or to be sold to other clubs if they will in the, if they want in the future. So this is part of the new strategy for Manchester United. I think it's a smart one because also other clubs are doing like this in other countries. In the Premier League is different because they go for top players always. But Manchester United, they spend next summer to go also for top players. So it's just part of the moment, but they're doing with a good strategy because... Trust me, going for Diallo, and I always speak about Diallo because he is here. For, I am from Italy, so normally I see this guy playing. And it was really smart, in my opinion, because Italian clubs were a bit slow on this guy. They didn't want to spend 25 million euro immediately for a guy who is not playing in the league. But really, he has the future. Because if you look at the matches of Atalanta, Yao team, and also what he always did, also speaking with players around the club, like Papu Gomez always mentioning him like a true talent also in the training with the first team he said wow he's amazing when we try him with Amad Diallo he's on another level it means that Manchester United they are looking at the players that are always ready to be part of the future and in my opinion this is a smart strategy then the pitch will speak we will see good stuff sounds good to hear we're being smart and just finally Fabrizio are you managing to get any sleep during this transfer window because every time I see you're tweeting at like 3 o'clock in the morning you've messaged me at like 4am it's like you, you never seem to sleep. Are you okay? You're looking after yourself. <laughs> thank you, thank you. But I love the night because during the night I can plan with everything. I can also be ready if something will appear in the market. And agents, a sport director, they are always awake during the night. They are ready. They talk during the night and they sleep during the morning. So I have to be part of the system, you know. That's it. <laughs> thank you. Uh, thank okay, you. good stuff. Fabrizio, thanks a lot for chatting to us and it's good to speak to you. Thank you, guys. Always a big pleasure and good luck for this season for your Manchester United and thank you for the invitation again. So there you have it. Patience, Ronaldo. A bit of patience. <laughs> take that, that, said. Was, that was aggressive as hell. <laughs> well, I'm upset because <laughs> I didn't want to hear that. I wanted to hear, here we go, we're getting Jaden Sancho is, up in McCann nah, and Jack Grealish in January. He, well, no. he played his cards right. He said, he said all the right things and 
who knows, there's definitely quite a few exciting names that we are linked to. Yeah. So if you get any of them, it's going to be beneficial because we know at the top now, especially in the Premier League, you can't rest on your laurels. Top of the so, Premier League, that's that's good to hear, isn't it, man? I like hearing well, that. Well, we need to win our game now, but that's a different story <laughs> for another day. But hopefully we'll stay there. Um, thanks again to Fabrizio Romano for joining yeah. us. This has been the Tier 1 Transfer Podcast. That's Ronaldo Brown. I've been Jay Motti. Don't forget to hit like, share and subscribe. Thanks for watching. Social Podcast Network. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.